Do you want me to get more coffee? Okay, you okay. get some more coffee, that's fine. Okay, thank you. I, of course, am Mary B's number five son. I have four older brothers, Jim, John, Joe, Jerry. Noise you've heard at the beginning, that's my coffee maker, Rhonda. When I need a cup of coffee, I always say, of course, help me, Rhonda. When I need an emergency cup of coffee, I then say, Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. I'm doing this because of my love for coffee. Thank you, Rhonda, for another great cup of coffee to start the morning off. Welcome again to Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. I am Jeff. All right, let's get rolling with this week's episode of Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son, episode number 27. And you know what's weird? Well, other than maybe Mike Trout, I don't know anybody through the years that me and my brothers liked that had number 27. And that's really strange. I didn't look up anything to Google or any of that crap, but we didn't know anybody at number 27. So other than Mike Trout right now, who's currently playing. Okay, this week's coffee review will be Mogul's, M-O-G-U-L-S, Coffee House in Whistler, British Columbia. Uh, it was the in the olympic village there absolutely beautiful spot and uh the coffee place was excellent it's a small place but it was very very busy and the baristas were great and the coffee was great i had an americano so it was kind of cool out so a nice hot cup of coffee again smelled great had this nice rich bold taste very happy with it i think pam got the same thing so it was very good and on our cup i'll put it a picture of it on the um, Instagram, which is at Mary B's Fifth Son, M A R Y B S number five T H S O N. They wrote USA on there. I ordered Americano and they cut it short with USA, which I thought was great. Um, great service. Baristas were very nice, very personable, and the coffee was excellent. So it was highly recommended. So uh, this week, Coming up is Veterans Day on November 11th. I'll be reviewing a, a movie right after this, but I just wanted to point out that my mom, Mary B, was a veteran of World War II. She served uh, her country in World War II. She was in the Army. So I, I'm going to try and get a picture. I had a picture of her in her uniform. I'll post on uh, Instagram and on her gravestone. She has a, a veteran's gravestone, so she did serve her country. Now, the old man, that was a different story. He, according to uh, the story, according to Grandma Millie, my dad went to sign up and he couldn't, uh, they wouldn't take him because he had a punctured eardrum. According to my, again, I'm just going by what Grandma Millie used to tell through the years. So my dad couldn't go. And he was so upset that uh, when he came home, he wanted to commit suicide which I know is not a funny matter, but here's how it went. He put his head in the oven, I guess, to carbon monoxide or something. My dad uh, never turned on the oven. He, he put his head in the oven, and I don't know, maybe his arms were too short to reach the dials or something, but the way Grandma Millie told it, dear old dad tried to commit suicide and, and failed because I don't think he ever cooked anything, so probably didn't know how to turn on the oven. Uh, maybe did he have a punctured eardrum. I don't know. I don't remember him having a punctured eardrum. He normally heard everything we told him, except get a job. So maybe that, uh, maybe his hearing was gone. 
because he hardly ever worked anyway. So maybe when my mom would tell him to get a job, he didn't hear her. So I guess it was a legitimate excuse. Happy Veterans Day to everyone that served. Uh, thank you for serving your country, including my mom. So let's get with our movie review first, which Veterans Day is coming up. It's November 11th. And what better than to review a movie with coffee than John Wayne in Sands of Iwo Jima? And there's a part in there where three guys are in a foxhole, they're running out of ammunition. And, and I do this, I used to do this with the uh, uh, softball with the girls when I needed somebody to clean up the bag or pick up the equipment. I would say, pick a number. And then first girl would say five. I'd go, that was a lucky guess. You're right. You clean it up. Well, in this movie, Forrest Tucker, and that's his real name. He'd later become famous doing F Troop on TV. But he tells the guys, okay, pick a number between one and ten. One guy says six. The other guy says two. He goes, you're both wrong. He goes, get the ammunition. When he's getting back with the ammunition, he sees these guys sitting there with coffee. He goes, hey, is that hot coffee? And he's having a cup of coffee. Well, in the meantime, his buddies are getting you know, tacked upon by by the uh, Japanese soldiers, and one of them dies, and the other one's uh, badly wounded. So he gets back there. He goes, "Hey, I got the I got hot coffee first of all." He's too late. So then John Wayne, his sergeant, Sergeant John M. Stryker, finds out, and they don't like each other anyway. So he calls him out, and he starts beating them up, or they start fighting, and John Wayne's like. Fellow soldiers back there, this and that, off, you know, and the guy says, I know I screwed up. Uh, it was, I went to get coffee. Again, the importance of coffee stressed more, at least in movies where in a war movie, a guy basically is choosing a cup of coffee over going to help his friends that are running on ammunition. And it's a great scene. And through the years, my brothers and I, it's one of our favorite scenes forever. And this is a perfect scene. I'm wrong. I know it. Sure, I doped off for a couple of cups of coffee, but I didn't think a few minutes mattered. It did. I know that now, but I didn't then. It's killing me. I can't sleep nights. A hundred times I wanted to tell you. Okay. Now, this week, uh, unfortunately, a singer from the 60s passed away. His name was Jay Black, and he was the lead singer for the... Group Jay and the Americans. Now, why am I bringing up Jay and the Americans? Well, last week I brought up Liz Hernandez from California from 1968-69. So when my mom got sick, we had to move out. We, you know, we moved in with the Santiago's, then we had to move out um, in the 172 Ellen Street in San Bernardino. because uh, my grandmother's boyfriend, uh, she was living there with them. And actually, I came home one day, his name was Simone. And he's on the couch. I'm like, hey, Simone, you know, I'm home, blah, blah, blah. And he's not moving. He's dead. <laughs> he's, he's dead. And he was a great guy. His name was Simone. So I believe things happened for a reason. So that my grandmother then moved out and moved to Oklahoma. We moved into this little four-room house. Not a four-bedroom, but a four-room house, 172 Allen Street. To make friends up the street. My best friend on that side of San Bernardino is Frankie Hernandez. He lives right up the street. He's got a sister named Liz. You know, I'd go over here all the time. We'd hang out. We're on the same baseball team, everything. We don't have a record player in the house. 
So I need a record player. And my mom, she's sick. She doesn't have any money. You know, my brothers, they're not working or anything. We have no money. So my mom says, write to your dad and ask him for $25 if you, you know, to buy a record player. I'm the only lefty in my family besides my mom. We're the only lefties. So I'm thinking, that ain't happening. She just kept telling me, you need to write to him. And you need, you know, if you want that record player, you write to him. I write to him, and I think I still have the letter. I'll put it on um, Instagram if I can find it. I think I still have the letter I wrote to him. In my drawer that I wrote to him, and uh, through all the years of knowing this guy, being my father, this is the only thing he ever bought for me, ever. So he's in Chicago. You know, my parents are separated. He sends me $25. So I buy this phonograph, record player, and it's a portable one, so I could carry it around. So what I would do is I would go over by Frankie's house, and we'd listen to records. So that's when I started listening to the words of songs. So I'm trying to write the words to this song called This Magic Moment by Jane Americans. You know, you got to put the needle down, and then you try and write. And it's not like now where, you know, they have it on the Internet and all of that crap. But Liz is over there, sees me doing that one time because Frankie wasn't interested. So I'm at his house and I'm trying to do this. And she's like, well, let me help you. So she helped me write the song, write all the words to the song, this magic moment, which I really loved. I still have the 45. I checked it today. I became infatuated with her. She was like, and she had great handwriting too. So I had that song lyric piece of paper for years. And then I lost it. Uh, when I was living in Blue Island, I carried that thing around with me. I had it. Another one we worked on was um, Every Day with You Girl by the Classics Four. We just went to see the Classics Four back in August, and there's only two remaining members. So they're the Classics Two now. They were still very good. And I would always go over there with that, with that record player. My mom would tell me not to bring the record player over there, but I still would. Cause I really needed that phonograph. It was a blue. It was great. It was, I used to carry that thing around up the street. My, my mom would tell me not to take it because she was probably afraid I was going to break it. But I would take it anyway to Frankie's house and uh, we'd listen to, we'd listen to records, you know, and then Liz had a nice collection of records. So we had, you know, I, I would sit there, even if he wasn't home, if I knew he wasn't home, I'd go there anyway with, with the record player and helped me place a needle on a 45 in the middle of the record. She would be like, don't start the record from the beginning, drop the needle carefully in the middle of the record the vinyl 45 and then let's go from there and we kept doing it and doing it and we got it i mean she was great so i do uh appreciate her helping me with that but and then we start writing words to magic carpet ride by steppenwolf and a few other songs and um she actually came to my last baseball game she probably came to see her brother, but I thought she came to see me because we left right after that baseball game. Like when we left for Chicago, we got on a train right after the All-Star game with me and Red. Well, this time I pitched a, a game. Actually, it was a no-hitter, not to brag, but it was a no-hitter. We we got to the train station and went back to Chicago. And she's another one that I missed. I became totally infatuated. She was, let's call it a poor man's version of Stella but she was very cute. I think she was probably in high school. So she's probably like 16 or 17. I was 11, going to be 12. So I was still a tweener. 
getting back to my dad, okay, he never <laughs> he never paid for anything for me in my entire life except for that phonograph, which I am forever grateful. But bowling money, when I was bowling, I needed a dollar one time. He wouldn't give me any money, wouldn't give me anything. I'm thinking we still can't figure out where he got the 25 bucks from. I'm thinking he took it out of his mother's purse, which is Grandma Millie. So, or he borrowed it from her somewhere. Pam and I would go visit him after he became uh, with AA and got sober. We'd go out with him. I paid for everything. And he would never, <laughs> never go to make an effort to reach into his pocket to buy anything. Like we went to see Paradise Ellie at the Evergreen Theater, Pam, my dad and I, and I paid. And then we would go to a restaurant in the back of uh, a tavern in Bridgeport, a Polish restaurant. The tavern was high spot and it was a great Polish food. I used to always get the Pope John Paul II platter, which was like a, a mixture of all different Polish foods, but I would always be the one paying. He never, ever paid for anything through my entire life from a baby to when he passed away in 1980. But he did send me that $25. I don't know where he got it from, but he did send it to me. He got me that phonograph and it got me on the right track, at least with writing words down for music and a little closer to Liz Hernandez, which was really nice. So first time I went to California uh, was March of 1976. And I took the bus and I got off in San Bernardino and I went to the Hernandez house on um, Allen Street. I was curious to see if Frankie still lived there and obviously if Liz was there. And when I got there, the only ones that were living there were Mr. Hernandez and his second wife, Evelyn, who was his girlfriend at the time when we uh, were living out there back in 68 and 69. So I was curious just to see how, uh, how they were doing, how she looked. And uh, she, uh, Evelyn told me that they were living up in like near downtown San Bernardino, but I didn't have enough time. I had to get on a bus to go back to, or not to go back, but go to uh, Riverside where my aunt Marge lived, where I was surprised when I showed up. But so, and I never, even though I lived in California for what the next two or three years off and on to see, like even look up Stellar to Santiago's. Uh, but I did run into um, a girl I liked when I was in sixth grade out there. Her name was Lorraine Asher. And her name was like L-A, capital R-A-E, and her last name was Asher. And I called her up. It was in the phone book. She was going to the laundromat with her girlfriend. She was married. had two kids, like 18, 19, and uh, met her and her uh, another girl from grammar school. And we were in the, met her at the laundromat in San Bernardino and then stayed there for about an hour, talked to her, and then... Uh, got back on the bus to uh, Riverside. And that was my last time in San Bernardino. That was actually fun running into, or at least talking to somebody that from sixth grade. And she actually remembered me because of the way I talked, but it was fun. It was interesting. Just that one day in San Bernardino brought back a lot of good memories. And uh, I never went back. I think that's the way it should be. You go back there once, look around, see if you can run into people and then don't look back, just go forward. So and that's what I did. That ends that. We're going to revisit with Real Housewives of GC. 
I'm going to get them on after Thanksgiving, probably this Sunday after Thanksgiving. We'll have them on again. They're looking forward to it. And Jessica is going to join it. And don't forget our Instagram at Mary B's fifth son at and then M-A-R-Y-B-S number five T-H-S-O-N. And if you haven't gone on there yet, take a look at there. And uh, we give our recipes for uh, how to make s'mores. So coffee s'mores. Okay, which is really good. I'm actually getting into it. So um, I'm testing out different coffees with the marshmallows. And uh, it's really, they're actually pretty good. So you might want to try it, get the recipe off of our Instagram and uh, run with it. It's really good. At least try it one time. So coffee s'mores, really good. It took me like a year working on it to figure out how to do that recipe. So uh, I finally got it right. <laughs> of course, a broken clock is right twice a day. So I was able to uh, get close to that. So to my mom, again, who always said two things will make a day go by better coffee and a smile. If you put those two together, you're going to have a good day. Thanks again for joining us with Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. Join us next week where we continually talk about coffee, which we all love. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Jeff Balser. The intro was by Yvonne Two Elements. Thank you. Uh, production by Downtown Media Works. Join us every Sunday morning for Coffee Break with Mary B's Fifth Son. And you can like and subscribe us on Apple Podcasts. And you can also find our website on Buzzsprout. Sorry, I like you, but no. Yeah, yeah. it's a, let's see. Robert Zimmerman. It's a film, Don't Look Back. Yeah. It's a 1967 American documentary film. Um, you know what? I just realized I don't have any more room in my mental Rolodex for that. So mm-mm. I love Bob Dylan. Oh, because, my goodness gracious. You know what? The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. You do like him. You're a closet case. I love it. I love it. The only Bob Dylan song I like is Rainy Day Women, number 13. Well, when you're trying to be something. That one I used to like. I really like Series of Dreams. That was him in the 80s. Oh, and my all-time favorite is, I'm going to have to think about it because like it's not going to come to me, but... uh. It ain't me, babe. It ain't me. No, 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 no. This is all. This is when he was painting his face white and being a nut. Okay. And he did that summer concert tour, like all those weird, like BA places and stuff. I do like knocking on heaven's door because it's funny. Yeah, that's a good one too. Hold on. I'm going to be so mad until I remember it. Did you ever see the movie he was in? Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid with Chris Christopherson. That's where knocking on heaven's door is from that movie. Rita Coolidge. Wait, what movie is it? Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. Oh, you know what? I have seen that, but I can't. I, I, I know if I watched it again, I would know. It's uh, Hard Rain. It's Bob Dylan's Rolling Thunder Review is what I've been talking about, where he's got mm-hmm. that crazy white face paint. It's so yeah, good. Got he's got a couple different versions, but the crazy one in the 70s is a rad. Series of Dreams in the 80s is great. There's no, absolutely no room. No room. <laughs> For any Bob Dylan information. Uh, I got in there one time with a good friend of mine. He was a big Bob Dylan fan. Well, he had this thing. I go, no. I go, he's what we call a cult. That's the way I look at it. His record sale, I go, he's had one number one song, I think. Like a Rolling Stone. I go, that's not popular. Okay, pop music. Beatles, 22, 23 number one songs. That's popular.
Okay. That means everyone likes him. Okay. I go, you like Bob Dylan. I go, I can't name anybody else in the office that would say, Hey, I really like Bob Dylan. I go, I don't mind them. I said, I'm not going to rib him or anything. I said, but I'm not going to spend 99 cents on a Bob Dylan record. <laughs> not laughing. I choked on my laugh. Okay. That, that thing you just did, I am using that at the end. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put that out there. It's like the happy thought. <laughs> Oh, my stomach hurts. Oh, my God. That's the way I explained it, Tom. Okay. Simple yeah. math. Well, he's, he's oh, not man. really pop music. I go, and that makes sense because pop stands for popular. Okay. So if he's not pop, that means he's not popular.